International. Welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Royce, and with me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hi, Pat. How are you? I'm doing good. I, uh, I, I'm off work and here on time, uh, a little behind the scenes. I am never on time. So <laughs> I'm very proud of yeah. that. He is here on time. Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, the AV club writing us up has made Pat a lot more professional. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did. That's what you definitely want to touch on. Uh, I'm, I'm sure most of you know, uh, most of you saw, and a lot of you are probably here because of that article. Uh, yeah, we, were, we were, got featured in the AV club uh, in their pod mask section and we had like the little yeah. the featured podcast on there so it wasn't like you had to dig through a bunch of links to find our shit right nah, we were the headline yeah we were the headline yeah uh, shout out to Sasha, uh, Sasha Zazi for being on that episode and making it super enjoyable um, yeah yeah we wanted to say uh, thank you to all the people who uh, who have listened since day one and stuck with us through like our little dry spells when we were trying to find new recording spots uh, you guys are awesome but also big welcome to anyone who's joined us in the last couple weeks whether it be from the uh, sounds like MLM but okay Facebook group or from um the the uh the av club article uh yeah yeah you guys thanks welcome aboard you guys have been awesome you guys have been tweeting us and messaging us with ideas and you you're you're interacting with us and we love that don't ever be shy uh one, one guy messaged me and he was like have you guys ever heard of this if not sorry to bother you don't you, you're not, you'll never bother us we're here i know <laughs> people are so kind yeah, uh yeah. yeah the support has been really really exciting yeah yeah you got you guys really are awesome and of course we looked at all the new numbers and all the new followers that we had and you know we, we said you know what time to monetize <laughs> we need <laughs> to make some money yeah, yeah, yeah. daddy needs a new pair of everything <laughs> uh, <laughs> no we uh so we definitely i know we had talked about patreon like last year but it was you know things were janky we're like on solid ground now uh yeah. definitely want to roll out a patreon but we want to make sure we do it the right way so we wanted to ask you guys you know, because a lot of times you guys send us articles and stuff, and we we love that. So it seems like you guys got a good idea for what you want to hear. I mean, it's your ears, so uh, you would know best. So let us know on Facebook or Twitter, however it is you get a hold of us. Uh, mail us a letter. Um, I have no physical address, and Kath lives in the wind. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, send us send us uh, let us know what you would like to see, what you'd be willing to pay money for. Uh, yeah, what kind of what kind of bonus content you would be into? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have tiers, and uh, I, I don't know what the tier how much is gonna be, but the highest tier we will write an episode about you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. or someone you don't like <laughs> if you if if you subscribe to the highest tier you get to come on and do an episode about us and how we scammed you out of your money <laughs> on the patreon <laughs> and we will release that episode yeah. Yeah, and, and if you recommend two friends and they sign up for the highest tier you can yeah. rob me at gunpoint <laughs> you can fly to austin texas and, and find me at sandstone apartments um, oh man, how awesome would that be if we started a pyramid scheme to finance yeah. the podcast? <laughs> if we just go down and there's no one to cover us because we're the only people doing it. Uh, <laughs> man, uh, speaking of Sandstone Apartments, this is uh, important to literally only me and Kath, but you guys listen along at home. Uh, I am no longer a Sandstone resident. What? 
end of an era. Baby. Are you moving up in the world? Uh, moving lateral sideways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, technically I'm moving down in all senses of the word. But um, no, I, I a couple episodes back I was talking about how I was building tenement housing. Uh, right. I yeah. I live there now. <laughs> nice. Super cheap. I'm saving six hundred bucks a month. I'm never there. Oh, yeah. I'm either on the road or I'm at my girlfriend's house. I was getting tired of paying, you know, so much money for an apartment I literally saw once every other week. So. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm no longer at Sandstone. It's, it's uh, you, you know, guys. If you guys are thinking of like camping outside my house, too late. So, yeah. oh Sorry. man. So, uh, Kath, um, what's what's going on in your world today? How's the how's the uh, the great frozen east? I don't know what's happening up there. It's actually today is like one of the first really nice days we've had uh, this spring. So, so it's actually nice out today. Nice. Uh, I just got back from the gym, so I'm really sweaty. Get so em. I apologize if you can hear my fan that I turned on because <laughs> I need it blowing directly on me because I'm disgusting. I thought you were um, saying I apologize if you can hear the sweat. <laughs> <laughs> if you can hear my heavy breathing yeah. because I went so... Uh, we're recording this in early April, and uh, my other podcast, WrestleSplania, is about pro wrestling, and uh, it's WrestleMania weekend, kind of starting tonight, is like oh, the beginning yeah. of wrestling stuff, so I'm just going to be like burning the candle at both ends through <laughs> the rest of the week, so I to kick it off, I did my last workout of the week, I'm Hell not going to yeah. go to the gym the rest of the week, and then I immediately went to Wendy's right after, <laughs> I got a spicy chicken sandwich, there and I was just go. like, it's fucking debauchery time yeah. it's time to go I, I was uh, uh, yeah. I- I was I was on the road recently with a, a, a comic Stephen Farmer who is in the best shape of anyone on planet Earth. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, he's a he's a personal trainer. Yeah. He's like one of the the I know two buff comics. Yeah, Farmer, <laughs> who's a personal trainer, and then my friend Diego Lopez, who's an MMA trainer. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Then Stephen, like, we stopped at like we were on the road, so you know you're not eating great, and uh, yeah. we stopped at Dairy Queen, and uh, he definitely got like a little mini blizzard, and I was like, oh, am I watching the fucking wheels <laughs> fall off? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> a little tiny. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it was pretty adorable. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, Kath, you were you were gonna go ahead and uh, and 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 let us know about some uh, some sick scams today, right? Yep, this is a this is a me episode. I have uh, I have a story to tell you, right. and uh, a couple people messaged us about this recently, yeah. and uh, we were actually going to record it um, a couple months ago, uh, but we we ended up uh, running out of recording time. But I'm sort of glad we waited because there's been like a little bit of an update on this story. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So today that's why I was late that day. I decided I figured the story wasn't where it needed to be, and so I said, "You know what? I'm going to fall asleep in the middle of the afternoon for an hour and make sure that we Perfect. get the full story out when it's ready." <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is the story of Anna Delvey, the socialite scammer. Does this sound familiar to you, Pat? Do you know about her? Yes, I, I know a little bit. I have. Um, I did not delve into the article because uh, I, I, as soon as we got to the bottom, we were on Twitter talking about, I was like, I think we did this and we were going to do this. And you were like, yeah, it's mine. So I, uh, I did not read it. So I know, okay. I know that she is a socialite and she's a scammer and that's yes. where it begins and ends with me. So Kath, okay. enlighten me. Yeah. So um, this story kind of came out uh, about a year ago, maybe last, su- maybe summer 2018. Um, there were two stories written about her. One was in New York Magazine. I believe the other one was in um, Vanity Fair, where a lot of good scam stories are from Vanity Fair. They do yeah. a good job. So um, most of what I'm going to be reading is taken like pretty directly from those those articles. Okay. Um, 
I think but it's yeah. so cool that in New York, like I know, like they have like what is it, page six of, of some publication mm-hmm. is where they. It's cool that you can. And I, guess, I guess it's not cool. Maybe it's actually the opposite. But the fact that one person can like show up in a, in a publication, they're like, "Yo, look at this! Look what this chick's up to!" And it's like everybody knows who she is. That's a. That's that's a, that's strange to me. Like I don't. Know, it's, it's very. It's very strange. Yeah. It's because like there are so many media companies. Um, like located here like headquartered here and uh journalists think that um stuff that happens to them is the most important stuff (laughs) in the world (laughs) so i mean that's why you have like the story that we did on this podcast of the hipster grifter like we were talking about um carrie farrell um we were talking about when we did that episode like we've both known people it pretty much exactly like her. And the only reason that she kind of got notoriety was because she was in New York and she was doing it to people who like yeah. write for vice. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we hear about it. So yeah, like stuff like this. I, I mean, New York, it's a, it's a very high concentration of media people, but it's also a very high concentration of very wealthy people yeah. and very wealthy young people. And that's kind of what makes this scam possible there's a few i think conditions of living in new york that make this something that while it can happen other places in the u.s like this kind of can only happen in in new york maybe in la but um yeah one of them is like very very high concentration of wealthy people um number two is the the tendency for young wealthy people to not discuss where their wealth comes from um people here like it is very um you know if, if yeah. your parents pay your rent you're not telling people you yeah, know what i mean yeah, like yeah yeah i you know because that's always the joke that everybody makes like oh yeah, yeah, like, like your mom and dad are paying the rent but i never hear i hear people telling that like accusing people of that all the time and i mean you know as i guess what as you would expect i don't hear anybody else being like yep yeah, my mom and my dad pay my rent and let right. me tell you if my mom and my dad paid my rent everybody would fucking know about it <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing like i mean that's kind of how i feel about it not my parents don't pay my rent but like i've had a lot of help just from like I grew up pretty wealthy and so I don't have student loan debt and like my parents have helped me out. Um, you know, like when I first moved to Austin, they helped me out. They helped me out right when I moved to New York. Like, you know, I've, I've put my mom, like my mom, she would do preemptive helping, but like usually preemptive helping was like, Hey, here's a $50 gift card to go to the store. But she definitely did some, like she did. I've, I mean, in my, in my, 33 years on this earth and I've been out of the house at 17 I've definitely called my mom like hey if you don't break out that checkbook my life is over <laughs> yeah I yeah. mean and like I'm I'm a very privileged person in the, in the sense that like my parents have done that for like pretty significant portions of my adult life and my whole thing with it is just like I think if you've had those advantages like you kind of owe it to everybody else to be transparent about them yes because yeah. it's kind of not fair if you if they're like pulling their hair out like how how are are all these other people living yeah. when i can like barely make ends meet and i i think it's I, a lot of people are dishonest about it and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but sort of that the the tendency for it to be kind of gauche to be to talk about it frankly um i think particularly 
among like very wealthy people, especially very wealthy people in sort of the art scene, like yeah. which there's a lot of people like that. Like it, it's sort of you don't talk about that. Yeah, because uh, your your art's supposed to come from a place of suffering, and if you openly declare that your place of suffering doesn't exist, you know, like yeah. or or that your place of suffering is is uh you know subsidized, you know. Yeah, and like in the art world, there's sort of a mix of like the people who curate and buy art are incredibly wealthy, but the, and the artists tend to be poor and. Yeah. Those people are mixing in social situations, and so they don't talk about money. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway, I say all of that to sort of foreground, like, I think that is, like, people don't like to talk about money anywhere, but I think it becomes even more of a thing in New York because there is so much wealth, and there is so much disparity between people who have wealth and people who don't. Yeah, yeah. So, um... That's, I think, kind of what's what sets the scene. So uh, let's 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 dive in here. Okay, um, let's, let's let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah. So uh, the New York Magazine article begins. Uh, it started with money, as it so often does in New York. A crisp $100 bill slipped across the smooth surface of a mid-century-inspired concierge desk at 11 Howard, the sleek new bot- boutique hotel in Soho. Looking up, Neftari Davis, the 25-year-old concierge who goes by Neff, was surprised to see the cash had come from a young woman who seemed to be around her age. She had a heart-shaped face and pouty lips surrounded by a wild tangle of red hair, her eyes framed by incongruously chunky black glasses that Neff, an inspiring, sorry, that Neff, an aspiring cinematographer with an eye for detail, identified as Celine. She was looking, she said in an accent that sounded European, for the best food in Soho. So is that a tall order? Is that like, like is that like a, a bold statement? Like what the best food in Soho? Yeah, I, I, I imagine there's like dope food there, or is that like? Oh yeah, it's a very Soho's a very fashionable area. Yeah. Uh, it it started again, sort of going with the story. It used to be um, all of these old converted lofts, yeah, like uh, that used to be like um, industrial spaces. So have you ever seen the movie Ghost? Yes. Okay, you know their big apartment that they yeah, live in? Yeah, 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 That's Soho. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I know, like, uh, it's, 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 what, south of Houston? Houston. Yeah, south of Houston, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and, I, uh, I've always found like, it... I was gonna say, I always, I always find it funny, like, when they show, like, people, like, living, I mean, I know it's like people have already pointed this out, but, like, it'll be people living in New York, supposedly broke, and they have, like, a huge apartment. <laughs> yeah. So, like, in Soho, you used to be, in the, in the like, 70s and 80s, you could get one of those big industrial spaces for really cheap, and a lot of artists did it for studio space. Yeah. Like, in Ghost, they get that apartment, um, and she's a sculptor, you know? Yep. So, um... That's what it used to be, but now it's like an incredibly, it's one of the wealthiest areas in New York, right. and all of those artist lofts have been turned into like apartments for millionaires. So, foregrounding this, again, it's like an art area, but full of rich people. Yeah. Um, so that's where she's staying. And Neff, the concierge, is kind of going to be our our window through this. Okay, Because right. Neff, Neff befriends her, and so well, she's Neff like, take, She like, takes the $100 bill, she's like, Chili's, and <laughs> just like walks off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so neff is like one of us you know she's like she's one of the people so uh the woman told neff her name was anna delvey she'd be staying at the hotel for a month she went on which neff also found surprising usually it was only celebrities who came for such long stretches over the next few weeks delvey stopped by to ask neff's advice slipping her a hundred dollars each time 
Neff would wax on about how Mr. Purple was totally washed and Vandal was for hipsters, while Delvey's eyes would flit around behind her glasses. Mr. Purple and Vandal are like uh, fancy um, like bars. Okay. In Soho. All right. All right. There's going to be a lot of name dropping in this. Gotcha. I'm so on board. They're like I like I have never been to those places. Yeah. <laughs> I would never. And if they have their, if they have their way, it's going to stay that way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. Eventually, Neff realized Delvey already knew all the cool places to go. Not only that, she knew the names of the bartenders and waiters and owners. This is not a guest that needs my help, it dawned on her. This is a guest that wants my time. Yeah. She's just, like, lonely, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, like, I, I, I've, seen, I've seen movies, rich kids just want friends. It's true. Yeah. It's yep. true. They're so isolated by their privilege. Yeah. How sad <laughs> So uh, it goes on. Anna would sometimes bring food down or a glass of extra dry white wine and settle near Neff's desk to chat. Some of the other hotel employees found Anna deeply annoying. She could be oddly ill-mannered for a rich person. Please and thank you were not in her vocabulary. And she would sometimes say things that were, quote, not racist, Neff said. (laughs) But closet. Uh, there is a, a recollection of an account where uh, one time she said to people that worked at the hotel, what are you bitches, broke? Yeah, job, that hotel. What do you want? When I was on the, on, on the road this week, uh, Stephen Farmer was telling me about a, uh, a previous girlfriend he had. And I was like, their, their, their conversations went deeper and deeper. Like he, she, he found out, she was like, pretty racist and she was Lebanese and uh, he's like man I put up with it for like seven months because he showed me a picture of her and he's like that's why I put up with it I was like oh yeah 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 <laughs> I'm like oh you shut your racist beautiful mouth <laughs> get yeah. over here I feel, like, I feel like that's tough too because it's like that seems like it would be easier to excuse number one if she's gorgeous and number two you're white and she's uh, from the Middle East you're like yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe and then it's like no you, you can't yeah, you can't yeah. <laughs> So, uh, let's see, where was I? Okay. So Neff said that like, even though she said stuff like this, it didn't come across as mean spirited. Um, Neff said it was more like she was some kind of old fashioned princess who'd been plucked from an ancient European castle and deposited in the modern world. Uh, (laughs) Although according to Anna, she came from modern day Germany and her father ran a business producing solar panels. Okay. And, and despite her unassuming figure Anna quickly established herself as one of 11 Howard's most generous guests. People would fight to take her packages upstairs, said Neff, because you knew you were getting a hundred dollars. Yeah. Over time, Delvey got more and more comfortable in the hotel, swanning around in sheer Alexander Wang leggings or occasionally a hotel robe. She ran Hell that. Hell yeah! Just walking around in the robe. Hell yeah! It's yeah. So tight. Neff, Neff said, "You know how Rihanna walks around with wine glasses? That was Anna, which is like awesome. <laughs> Self-appointed Rihanna. <laughs> exactly. I am the like, Rihanna no, yeah. of this hotel lobby. Tell me yeah. otherwise." I, I can just bring a glass of wine anywhere. What are you going to yeah, do? Yeah. I'm the Rihanna of this place. Yeah, when I was a, that is my role. Yeah, when I was a door guy, I bumped into a lot of Rihannas of <laughs> <laughs> the Rihannas of Austin. And a lot, most of the time they were just old, older white dudes. Uh, and they'd try to walk out with a drink and you'd be like, hey, you can't take that out. And like, a lot of times they were from out of town and they'd try to explain yeah. to me like, no, no, you can drink on the streets in Austin. I'd be like, no, you can't. No, I live here. I, I would be doing here. it right now, bro. If you could do that. Like, <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I wonder why they thought that. I think it's just because like, like Austin. Did you come 
by accident? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you like, thought you were going in, to New Orleans? Yeah, this is in New Orleans. I think that's what they, they just all think it's, it's New Orleans. Yeah, because it's like a party. People, especially if it's like you're like with a bachelor party or something and you come to Austin, oh, like yeah. you think it's like a full-on party town. Yeah, yeah, And it's yeah. like, I'm not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Dude. It, I don't know. It was always strange to me when, when people would come for like wedding parties that didn't have any connection to Austin. Like, it's a fun city, but like, it doesn't, like, yeah, it, you can't drink on the street. Yeah. Like, the last call is, like, pretty early. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 no, it's no later than anywhere else, for that's for sure. Exactly. Um, uh, there's a New York comic, uh, Kenny DeForest. Yeah, yeah, Kenny. Yeah, Kenny. Uh, he he wound up at Sandstone one night, uh, partying with us because he came down and did some shows. And uh, I ended up giving a ride back to like a, a hostel type thing he was staying at. And I was like, "So you just came down here to do the shows?" He's like, "No, I came down here for a, a a bachelor bachelor party." I was like, "Oh, is the bachelor is the groom from Austin?" He goes, "No." I was like, "Is anybody from Austin?" He's like, "Nope." We just heard it was a fun city. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, and it's not wrong. It's just, yeah. like, if you're going to do a destination bachelor, bachelorette party, like, go to New Orleans. Yeah, for Go sure. to uh, New York. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just strange to me. me and, uh, but anyway, me, I don't want to take uh, tourist dollars away from Austin. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. Place. Me and my girlfriend were watching um, this uh, PBS show. We, 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 we went ahead and got the PBS passport. We're a PBS house. Uh, nice. And we were watching, it was some show called Histories, Mysteries, or Histories Detectives. And it's like these three hosts, and they uh, they, they look into some mystery, and it stages it kind of almost like a detective drama, even though it's like definitely just a true crime, you know, fact-repeating show. But yeah. uh, they did something about uh, one of the nation's first serial killers was believed to be a guy that, that was in Austin. And Yeah, 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 they, I know about him. Yeah, they decided, like, they were like, uh, at their little table and they were like well I guess we gotta go to Austin and like I cut the commercial and Priscilla was like watch this bitch is gonna show up to like the airport the next day with like the big ass like derby hat and like sunglasses and like keep it weird <laughs> thing it's just like yeah you know we gotta get down there <laughs> god I uh I used to have this like sketch idea um I wanted I pitched it when I worked on the TV show in Austin and we never got to do it because we got cancelled but it was a ghost hunting show based in Austin but the joke was going to be that like Austin has gentrified and grown so much that you're like trying to like divine Janis Joplin's ghost in like the dressing room at a gap because like everything is just like yeah, yeah. now yeah. This I've was had a- that idea forever I'm so sad we never got to do like, it this used to be a brothel with a horse carriage next but not next, next yeah. door now it's a Jamba Juice you know exactly <laughs> Just like yeah, it's it's like the eighth torchies. Yeah. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah, um, I used to know anyway. I know a girl who insisted her trailer home was haunted, and I was like, I don't Hell know, yeah. man. Like maybe was the ground haunted or the trailer? The trailer's like what nine years old? Like they just cranked this yeah. shit out. <laughs> All right, so yeah, yeah, moving on. Sorry. Anyway, uh, so Anna was was telling Neff and the other employees uh, at the hotel all about this business she was preparing to launch. Uh, it it was a private club, which there are many in this area of New York City yeah. um, clubs where you have to pay an exorbitant amount of money to be a member of and then you basically like just go hang out it's like a clubhouse they oh, okay. usually have a restaurant in them um that was the, it's a lot of times they have like nice meeting rooms so if yeah. you're like have a business meeting or something you can like use the club and and like that kind of that's stuff tight. that's kind of the um the the genesis or the the, the starting seed of the firefest thing was that he started a, like a club essentially right yeah yeah so um it, it's it's a lot of it is about status but um yeah, so there are like a lot of these clubs that you can join in in New York City if you're very very wealthy. Um, and she wanted to start one primarily focused on art. Um, she had plans to launch like multiple locations. Uh, she she was like 
said she was in New York to like start the first uh, like location of this club yeah. she wanted to start. Man, the, the amount so, of people, the shit people will put up with you when you're just fucking flinging hundreds all over a hotel lobby. Like, yeah, just, totally. Like, yeah, somebody, I, somebody I mean, told me that I idea. Would. I would just like, if I met, like, bumping somebody at Sidebar and they were telling me that, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, take care, man. And like, but yeah. like, no, you you start slanging out some hundos, you're going to get people paying attention and nodding along to your idea. Yeah. So, uh, she she's like, in New York to like, start planning this club uh so she has neff the concierge kind of as her de facto secretary like organizing her meetings with all of these people like business dinners like all that stuff oh that's so, so poor neff just get like just some, some whirlwind of a rich person shows up and you you just stumble into their employee <laughs> yeah that's like pretty much what happened yeah. so uh for a stretch of time in new york no small amount of cash in circulation was coming from anna delvey she gave to everybody said neff uber drivers a hundred dollar cash meals Listen, you know how you reach for your credit card? She wouldn't let me. Uh, the way Anna spent money, it was like she couldn't get rid of it fast enough. Her room was overflowing with shopping bags from Acne and Supreme, and in between meetings, she'd invite Neff to foot massages, cryotherapy, and manicures. Now, I have no idea what cryotherapy is. Uh, yeah. I thought that's what you did to to freeze warts off of your hands. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, I think they just put you in a cold-ass tank. Yeah, I that's a, like I'm too rich. I, I it's for people so rich that like I'm not even allowed to know what it is. Yeah, I don't yeah, make it yeah. like, <laughs> the minute you find yeah. out, they change it. It's exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one day she brought Neff to a session with a personal trainer slash life coach she'd found online, a svelte, ageless, Oprah esque figure who works with celebrities like Dakota Johnson. Afterward, as Neff panted on the sidelines, Anna bought a package of sessions. It was, I'm not lying, $4,500, said Neff. Shit, man. Right? Yeah. Dude, if I had $4,500, my life would change. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, I felt like I was, go, I was like, rolling, high rolling the other day because I spent $200 on um, 10 hot yoga classes. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I am, like, the richest person who has ever lived. Like, holy shit. I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. I, like, uh... Like, like, yeah, yeah having, having a lot of money, it's, 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 a, it's a good feeling. You got to be careful with that shit, man. You're like, you'll buy a bunch of shit you don't need. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, but she's like paying cash for $4,500. Yeah. It, it, it's like straight cash. Like there's, there's like, there's no cards. It's all just, you know, straight up cash. Bills. Hell yeah. I, I, I love, I, Which, I love cash. It's, it's, it's got such a scandalous say, background, you know? It's super scandalous, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I will say, I feel like that should have been a red flag because, like, which we've talked about in other scam stories, very, very wealthy people tend not to carry cash. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I was just reading an article about that. There was, it was, well, it was an explanation. It was like, how do the super wealthy pay for things? Because it was like talking about how they don't carry cash. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, I feel when like. When you were visiting that night, what'd you call it? Mr. $20 bill? Because. <laughs> I, I solved like four problems that popped up in our night that night just by handing somebody oh, $20. Right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, You were just like throwing 20s around to people. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what were we doing that night? Were we just at mugs? Like, I think we just did mugs. We went to... Um we went to uh, the uh, Starseeds uh, Cafe, but yeah, our, my friend little- and you just like paid for everybody's food. Like, yeah, I had I had that, a good day. I, will, I had a hot I day. Will, yeah, I, I will tell our listeners like 
Pat is a, when Pat is up, he everyone around Pat is up. He's a very generous man. Yeah, no, I get that one kid that that uh, uh, Jared Holly's ward, little A, uh, yeah. walked up to us appearing sober, and I was like, "Hey, we're about to go to Star Seeds," and he opened his mouth, and I was like, "Oh, he's problematic, drunk right now," and I don't, yep. I don't want to babysit him, so I just like <laughs> Jake is Jake is gonna ride with Jake. As soon as he turned his head, and then Jake ran, Jake and then I gave, oh, I gave, he, no, Jake ran. And it was like, "Hey, I'm about to leave." As soon as he turns around, Jake dips, <laughs> and then little A turns. Back around, like, what the fuck, man? Where'd you? And I just gave him 20 bucks for a cab and walked off. <laughs> like, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Just, if you have a, a stack of 20s, you can you can solve a lot of problems. Yeah. That is one good thing about Austin, is like it is very not like New York in that uh a couple twenties, you're the you're the highest roller yeah, around. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah, nobody yeah. above you. For sure. You don't need hundreds like in Adelvi. You got a couple twenties. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm slanging out the uh, five dollar rolls of quarters, you know what I'm saying? Just pop, pop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Neff, Neff goes on. Anna knew everyone. At night, she'd taken to hosting large dinners at Le Cucou, uh, a fancy restaurant in the hotel. Uh, the dinners were attended by CEOs, artists, athletes, and even celebrities. One night, Neff found herself seated next to her childhood idol, Macaulay Culkin. Wow. So, like, just random yeah. wealthy people surround. Um Despite her seemingly nomadic living situation, Anna had long been a figure on the New York social scene. Uh, is that uh, you? Sound like you have the the uh, the, the Lucas Arts THX deep note happening in the background there. You, really, there's a plane going by. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I just I was making sure it wasn't on our end, but it, it sounded it sounded like when you watch a, a Lucas Arts movie and like the, 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 oh, the THX logo, the wow, that's what it sounded like. That's so strange. It must be like some frequency thing. Yeah. I'll just start that start okay, that part okay. over. Uh, three, two, one. Despite her seemingly nomadic living situation, Anna had long been a figure on the New York social scene. Delvey had been an intern at European scenester magazine Purple and appeared to be tight with the magazine's editor-in-chief, Olivier Zam, and its man about town, Andre Sariva, an owner of LeBaron. So, for some context, Purple is um, kind of a... Like it's described, they describe it as a scenester magazine. It's sort of like fashion focused. It's a lot of like very cool yeah, right. photos of like it girls okay. and like stuff like that. And it can afford um, it can afford to stay in print circulation. <laughs> I guess. They, I'm pretty sure they release like four magazines a year. Oh, like it's okay. they do they do a lot of other stuff. They do like events at like Art Bezel and yeah. stuff like. Like it's one of those. Okay. Um, and LeBaron is like a similar. It's like a club. It's a. Uh, bar yeah, and it's like that just that just sounds like that, 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 that sounds like if somebody's like hey we're gonna go we're gonna get drinks at LeBaron I'm like I'll see you tomorrow because yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't I can't solve any problems with twenty dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my twenties just bounce like bullets off Superman's chest it's like ah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so she's friends with like all the right people um she was at all the best parties uh she managed to be in all the all the right places um let's see uh, an acquaintance who met Anna in 2015 at a party in Berlin said uh, she was wearing really fancy clothing all the time, Balenciaga or Alaya, um, and someone mentioned that she flew in on a private jet. It was unclear where exactly Anna came from. She told people she was from Cologne, but her German wasn't very good, uh, or what the source of her wealth was. But that wasn't unusual. Yeah, 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 because there's the, yeah, the, the don't ask, don't tell policy. Yeah, um, so this person... Uh, who she met in this sort of scene said there are so many trust fund kids running around everyone is your best friend and you don't know a thing about anyone which is like 
Yeah. It's a very and then interesting. With a city of that size, like you could just disappear into the like you know like in like uh you know if if you you know if you hit your mark or you do your 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 scam or if you just don't want to be around a group of people anymore, you have yeah. unlimited options to just never see those people again. It seems like. Yeah, and like the way that these people sort of operate, it's like it's the same maybe two hundred people, and you see them at LeBaron, and then you see them at the the club in the Hamptons, and then you see them the same people at like St. Barts. Like it's it's this group of super wealthy people, and it it kind of is just like they're just everywhere at once in these like very specific, very like elite, rarefied air like places yeah. and like Anna was a, it with them yeah. like she was embedded in that group so um the article goes on uh, after a gallerist introduced her to Michael Wong an extremely young extremely dapper collector and founder of Beijing's M Woods Museum Anna proposed that they go together to the Venice Biennale by biennial I don't know what that is uh I think it's like a, a 200 years celebration no <laughs> I mean, it, it, honestly, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what that is. But anyway, it's fancy. Yeah. Um, uh, Wong thought it was a little weird when Anna asked him to book the plane tickets and hotel on his credit card. But I was like, okay, whatever, he said. Yeah, it was also strange, Wong. he noticed. Yeah, exactly. It was also strange, he noticed, during their time there, that Anna only ever paid with cash. And after they got back, she seemed to forget she said she'd pay him back. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're right. just like us in a way. You know? <laughs> right. It's The thing that's different is that he says it wasn't a lot of money, like two or three thousand dollars. That's the difference. <laughs> Wong, man, just coming in hot. <laughs> yeah. Wong is Wong is doing good. Yeah. Um, but it says, yeah, like after a while, Wong kind of forgot about it, too, and like didn't think anything of it. Um, when you're super rich, you can be forgetful in this way, which is maybe why no one thought much of the instances in which Anna did things that seemed odd for a wealthy person. Calling a friend to have her put a taxi from the airport on her credit card, or asking to sleep on someone's couch, or moving into someone's apartment with a tacit agreement to pay rent, and then just not doing it. <laughs> how do you just, how do you even walk from like your room to the bathroom? Like, if, if I owe, a, if I have a roommate situation, right? I owe somebody money, like, I like I will pee out the window. I'm like, you know, if I yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. showing my face until I have that money in my hand. Eye contact <laughs> with that person, like <laughs> that, and that's like the difference. I feel like it's so strange, like, uh, yeah, that you can just like when when it's assumed that the amount of money you owe is negligible to you, people are like, oh yeah, she probably just forgot about yeah, paying yeah. rent. You can't forget to pay rent if you're yeah, poor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this before. It feels like that the hardest thing to pretend to do is to pretend to have money. Because like it feels like you can pretend to be broke and have money, but like pretending to have money is it feels like it's 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 unpretendable. Like like it's like it's like to have, to have money, you have to have money eventually at some point, you know? I, well, I guess yeah. she did though. She had the she had the cash and shit. Yeah, so she she is ha she has cash, so I think people are just like, oh well, she must have yeah yeah money yeah. like she so it must just be slipping her mind, and I think that like a lot of pretending to have money is adopting the culture of people who have money yeah you know like acting the way that they act towards their wealth about your assumed wealth yeah yeah which yeah. like is something that people like us would never be able to do yeah, because yeah. like. I, I just I, I if I had that much money like I would not 
I, I would not be so casual about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. I just like I feel like if you get to go somewhere and the, the image you have to project is that you have money, eventually it's like I feel like you have to put up or shut up. You're gonna buy a drink or fucking, you know, call a car, do, do do something, you know, like like that. And so like that's like people who can skate that long, like pretending they have tons of money and don't have any funds, and it, it's it's admirable it's like shit man this, this is the thing though is like i think it is very difficult to pretend to be rich i don't think it's as hard to pretend to be super rich you know what i mean yeah 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 that, that because is because of the whole like not carrying cash and stuff like that yeah. like i think it's almost easier whereas yeah. like if you're if you're pretending to be like here's the thing it is very hard to pretend to be like bottle service rich yeah it is less hard to pretend to be the club paid me to come here. Rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very true. I like. There's. A, I work for a very rich man, and uh, before I worked there, uh, my, my boy Josh Dobb worked there, and he was working on one of those guys' properties. And essentially, the guy was just like keeping his brother at this house. His brother had moved yeah. from like their their family home in Louisiana and like moved to Austin and like didn't have two fucking pennies rubbed together but you know lived in a nice ass house and like you know always yeah. was going out and stuff but just didn't have money and it's just cuz like I guess like if I leave the house without money I panic. You know like if I leave the money yeah. I have funds uh, I I'm like I got to get the fucking side quick, you know like <laughs> and I guess yeah. when you're when you're wealthy it's like you don't even see that concern. It's like you know at the end of the day you're going to fall on your feet. So it's just like well fuck it whatever i'll right. just I'll, I'll walk and i'll go out with no money and just not have to worry because i know at the end of the day like i if things get bad i can pull this like safety valve and have money you know right like I, it's sort of like how it seems like it's a lot easier to it seems like it's a lot easier to be like millions of dollars in debt than to be like five grand in debt yeah, like yeah if you're five grand in debt your life is so much harder than if you owe 20 million dollars yeah. and you're like a rich person you know yeah, if, you, if i owed somebody 20 million dollars i would just laugh in their fucking face i'm just like man I, it sucks to be you dude <laughs> uh my, my friend uh chris his family uh just very working class central Texas. Texas Mexican family, cool as shit. Love them all to death. Um, their his little brother uh, got when he was wilding out and got jumped into a gang. Uh, had to go to the fucking hospital. He had a blood clot on his brain. And, oh my god! Yeah, they had to like cut his skull open and crazy. The totaling medical expenses came out of twenty seven thousand dollars. And I just got to see Chris's family just all laugh. <laughs> They're just like, <laughs> oh, that's rich. That's that's good stuff. <laughs> twenty seven yeah. grand, huh? Nice. Yeah, <laughs> you guys got great writers, you know. <laughs> Right. Nice try. Nice try, hospital. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Anna's being sort of spotty with money, but it's like she's surrounded by all these people who are just like, say the types of things like, what's two or three thousand dollars? And yeah, so they're not yeah. really picking up on it. So uh, the following January, Anna hired a PR firm to put together a birthday party at one of her favorite restaurants, Sedell's in Soho. It was a lot of very cool, very successful people, said Wong, who, while aware Anna owed him money for their Venice trip, remained mostly unconcerned about it, at least until the restaurant, having seen Polaroids of Wong and Anna at the party on Instagram, messaged him a few days later. They were like, do you have her contact info, he says now, because she didn't pay her bill. Oh, shit. Then I realized, oh my God, she's not legit. So <laughs> she's not one of saw, us. <laughs> yeah. Like they saw pictures of him on Instagram and were like, how do we get in touch with this girl? Oh, Which is like, shit. the jig is almost up at that point. Yeah, she's like, just like a sexy Randy Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is exactly what she's like. 
So uh, now it's 2016. Uh, Anna came to New York on her own, determined to make her arts club a reality. Although she worried to Mark Kremers, the London creative director helping her with branding, that the name she'd come up with, the Anna Delvey Foundation, was, quote, too narcissistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the most prescient she'll be in the entire tale? <laughs> like, Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, Maybe name after me, possibly yeah. too narcissistic. The, that's like the Mr. Burns Casino. It's got to have sex appeal and a catchy name. <laughs> Mr. Burns Casino <laughs> is him in the, the mermaid shell bra. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it yeah. is. <laughs> Uh, through her connection, she'd befriended Gabriel Calatrava, one of the sons of the famed architect Santiago. His family's real estate advisory company, Calatrava Grace, had helped her, quote, secure the lease, she informed people, on the perfect space for her arts club. 45,000 square feet occupying six floors of the historic Church Missions House, a landmark building on Park Avenue and 22nd. Shit, man. The heart. Yeah. The heart of the club would be, she said, a dynamic visual arts center with a rotating array of pop-up shops curated by artist Daniel Arsham, whom she knew from working at Purple, and exhibitions and installations from blue-chip artists like Damien Hirst, Jeff Koons, and Tracy Eamon. The building was owned by famed real estate tycoon Abby Rosen, who also owned the Hotel 11 Howard that Anna was staying in. So, to get, like again, to give some context, like this is a huge... Like, she has no money. Like, spoiler alert, this, she's a fraud. And she's leased a 45,000-foot <laughs> building in the middle of, like, a cool part of Manhattan. Yeah, like, tens of millions of dollars. <laughs> Yo, imagine if you were, like, a dude that wound up at the same party as her. And you're, like, uh, you got a, uh, you're a good-looking dude and you're upwardly mobile. And you're, like, yo, that's a sugar mama right there. And you and you, you land it. And then, you like, the uh, next day you find out, like, she has less money than you. <laughs> uh, oh, what a tragedy that would be. Yeah, right for that poor pretty man. <laughs> So, yeah, like this is going to go into some of the people that she sort of is working with in the business world that is like very funny to me. So uh, the estimated cost of this idea she has this arts club is about twenty five million dollars. Um, she's not even pretending to have that much money. So she needs a loan. Yeah. Um, you know, she needs to shore up a loan against uh, whatever fake wealth she's pretending to have. Yeah. yeah. So, um she gets uh, one of her sort of scene finance friends uh, to get in touch with Joel Cohen. Uh, Joel Cohen, best known as the prosecutor of Jordan Belfort, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, this is the lawyer that put Jordan Belfort in jail is being taken in by Anna Delvey. So, like, <laughs> my point is basically, like, the whole finance world is awful. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, again, that, 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 that boils into that. Well, no, I guess like, he's a prosecutor, but I'm sure even in what? New York, a prosecutor, even like a state prosecutor, they're still balling. Like, you know, yeah. Well, so he was a prosecutor, and then now he works at uh, a real estate, private real oh, estate. Oh, okay. Law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. Making, making bank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, he put her in touch with Andy Lance, a partner who happened to have the exact kind of expertise Anna was looking for. Uh so they like start working together. Um, this is uh, a firm called Gibson Dunn. They mostly do real estate practice. 
and get uh, done. like get her done right <laughs> right come on guys at home you guys like that I'm, I'm sure the elite new york real estate firm loves that <laughs> yeah. show. But it, what's crazy is like this whole project like it, like it's it gives nothing back to humanity at all whatsoever Not at all. it's a complete circle jerk of an idea that's gonna cost yeah. 25 million dollars that's never gonna get repaid back that's for super wealthy people to get the privilege of looking at art that uh, commoners can't see. Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. what it is. Boutique shops that rotate and they're curated by some guy with two first names. Fuck out of here. <laughs> so uh, the article goes on. After filling out Gibson Dunn's new client intake form, which included checking boxes that confirmed the client had the resources to pay and would not embarrass the firm, Lance put Anna in touch with several large financial institutions. Our client, Anna Delvey, is undertaking a very exciting redevelopment of 281 Park Avenue South, backed by a marquee team for this kind of venue and space. Uh, Lance wrote in one email in which he explained that Anna needed the loan because, quote, her personal assets, which are quite substantial, are located outside the U.S., some of them in trust with UBS. <laughs> Just boil it down to, she left her wallet at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's the lawyer for that. Uh, the monies she received, he added, would be, quote, fully secured by a letter of credit from the Swiss bank. So she's basically told these people, like, I do have a lot of money, but they're, but it's outside the U.S., it's in a trust. Yeah, she's, and she, they're I, like, got a, I got a savings account, I got a checking account. <laughs> yeah. Famous Kevin Hart bit. And they, <laughs> and they just believe her. Yeah. Like... <laughs> no, I, I, I want to say I have seen a picture of her. She like she's uh, like a, a, an attractive gal, correct? She's pretty, but she's not like twenty five million dollars off top, pretty. Like. Yeah, like I, I, she's yeah. I mean, she's nice looking. She, I would definitely say she's attractive, but she's not like. Like I don't think she is like bewitching people into yeah, doing yeah, yeah. That's, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 not feminine wild. Yeah, that's not that's not what's getting the job done. It's just the the assumption that she's one of them. Yeah, and it's like and and she is attractive enough and clearly takes care of her appearance enough to like blend in with that world. Yeah. Um, I, I did read an article about her that um, when when all of this came out, somebody wrote an article about how they thought the thing that gave her away was her hair um, because rich people have really, really good hair. Like yeah. rich women with a lot of time and a lot of money often have really amazing hair because like having really amazing hair is very time consuming. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Time consuming for the salon and everything. And it's very expensive. So like only people with both have really nice hair and it's kind of a status yeah, symbol. That's how you show you're um, a person of means is through your exactly. hair. Yeah. And so they were like, her hair was not quite up to snuff. So like you <laughs> that can, bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was kind of a bitchy article, yeah, right? but I just I mean, I like I. I know that, like sometimes like like either really attractive people or like people with money uh, can look like shit on purpose and look good doing it. Like you know they wear like yeah. you know like some shirt they got from Goodwill or whatever. I it will just never have that. Like I have to like literally like iron my shirts and make sure my shoes match my pants. I do everything else because if I were to walk outside looking like shit, people would just be like, hey, he he's not doing that ironically. They just smell it on me. They'd be like, that's yeah. he, he really just yeah, looks yeah. like shit. Get him out of here. <laughs> I, I do think also a lot of that um, it's sort of similarly with um, body type too. Like yeah. if you're very thin, uh, if you're a woman who's very thin or if you're a man who's like very fit and very muscular, like dressing like that is interpreted differently. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's seen as like a choice yeah. and like, 
again, and, and having that kind of body type is also a status symbol because in order to look like that, you need to have a lot of free time yep. to work out. Yep. So like, it's the same, it's the same stuff. Yeah, I, you I know? took the heavy D route. I was like fat, but fly, you know, like, I just like, <laughs> <laughs> I need like, I need, yeah, I need, I need my nails yeah. done. I need, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like Lane, sometimes Lane, like we'll go on the road and like, I'll be like, yo, stop off at this target. I gotta get hair gel. Lane's like, just, just go do the show. I'm like, I can't, you are skinny. Like people overlook your hair. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I like I like this detail. Uh, when a banker at City National asked to see Anna's bank statements, he received a list of figures from a man named Peter W. Haneke. Please use these for your projections for now, Haneke wrote in an email. I'll send the physical statements on Monday. The banker replied, question, are you from the bank? The banker replied, puzzled by Haneke's AOL email address. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. No, Anna explained, Peter is the head of my family office. Just an AOL email yeah, address. Just yeah, like, yep, yeah. here's what you need. Yeah, it's biz- biznitch420 at yahoo.com. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just like, yep, all very legit. Yeah, don't underscore in there. Just let them re- really know we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> So, and here here comes another detail that I really enjoy. Uh, with Anna in fundraising mode, the artists and celebrity friends at her dinners were gradually supplanted by businessmen, according to Neff, who at one point looked across the table at Le Cuckoo and recognized the face of infa- infamous pharma bro Martin Shkreli, oh, who shit. would later be convicted of securities fraud. Yeah, man, yo, in a, a party ain't a party unless the Shkreli pops up. And I've, and I've said that before he was even in the public eye. So Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know shit's getting real. Yeah. Uh, and you're in. Yeah, I- Anna introduced. Anna introduced Shkreli as a, quote, dear friend, although it was really the only time they'd met. <laughs> Shkreli told New York in a letter from Penitentiary, Anna was close with one of his executives. Anna did seem to be a popular woman about town who knew everyone, he wrote. Even though I was nationally known, I felt like a computer geek next to her. <laughs> I just, so, just want to remind you guys that I was nationally known. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go put uh, on makeup with Kool-Aid. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I like I like this detail because it really shows you a what a small world all this is and b how many people in this world are just pieces of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your fucking your roster is this chick and Shkreli. <laughs> like what? Yeah, exactly. Like that's who's around. That's who's at these cool clubs that we can't afford to go to. Yeah, yeah. Um, Neff noticed Anna's circle began to get smaller than it had been in the past and mainly consisted of herself, uh, a woman named Rachel Williams, who is a photo editor at Vanity Fair, and uh, that personal trainer life coach, uh, who, although noticeably older, had taken a motherly interest in her client. Mm. I know a lot of trust fund babies, and I was impressed that Anna had something that she wanted to do instead of, you know, living like a Kardashian, said the trainer. Little did she fucking but know. Kardashians at the end of the day are putting up numbers. You know? <laughs> like, like that that's a very rude quote because the Kardashians are fucking business women. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, as have- much as they as much as they annoy me just by being on the TV screen, like I, I, you know, like you know, they can take their large amount of money and turn it into a larger amount of money. Uh, whereas, in like, like if this, if this girl would have taken all the, all that forty five hundred dollars in cash she was throwing out and shit like that, and just nest egg, nest egg it, she could buy a bar in Brooklyn. I don't know how this shit works, Kath. I just know that, like, <laughs> shit, man. I hate her. All right, go on. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, Anna's like in full time business mode. Uh, but uh, at the the 2016 is drawing to a close, and she is starting to have cash flow issues of her own. Yep. Uh, As I night, was in 2016. <laughs> yeah, same. One night, Anna asked Neff to dinner at St. Ambrosius in Soho. 
they were by themselves, which was unusual. Even more unusually, at the end of the meal, Anna's card was declined. Here, she told the waiter, handing him a list of credit card numbers. Oh, fucking red no, flag. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a guy who was sent off to the East Coast when I moved away from Texas with my grandma's Discover card in case of emergencies and then had that Discover card revoked and tried to present a fucking <laughs> Discover card uh, number one time, <laughs> it don't work. Yeah, <laughs> it don't work. Uh, in Neff's admittedly foggy memory, they were in a small book, though it may have been in the notes app on her phone, but she's clear on what happened next. The waiter went back to his station and began entering numbers. There were like 12, and I know the guy tried them all. He was trying it and shaking his head, and then I started to sweat because I knew the bill was mine. Yeah. <laughs> While the amount... $2,886 was a fraction of what Anna usually spent. It was a lot for Neff, who quietly transferred money from her savings to cover oh, the bill. Oh, fucking poor Neff, man. I know, I, I, I know. hope Neff comes out on top of the end of this. Neff, we're rooting for you, girl. Uh, we'll, we'll get okay. to it, but I, I feel like Neff is very much a, the hero of this story. Nice. Um, Dude, Neff, all day. Yeah, Neff, Neff is great. Um, she she felt really uncomfortable about it, but she was like, after all the money Anna had spent on me, like it was my turn. Yeah, like yeah. she's in a dire strait. She's bought me a lot of and stuff. That is like, a tactic that like manipulative people use. You know, yeah. get, like like uh, I know we just said that I'm I'm, I'm like generous when I got it, but like I I you know I, trust me the, the other shoe never drops with your boy, but like uh, <laughs> like like that's people like they'll do that like they're 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 generous because they know that it, that that's temporary and that when that all yeah. the bottom falls out that'll be the first fucking thing they bring up you know I I well yeah I'm not sure if she like did that healthy- but I, I know that some people do that I think there's like a healthy way to do that in an unhealthy way yeah, and yeah, a healthy course, way yeah. is like. I'm generous because I value these people and I know they have my back when they're up. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you're smart, you're generous with the right people. Who it's not, it's gonna be unspoken. Like they're gonna be like, "Yeah, I got you." Like, right, 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 right. And that's like most people. But yeah, when it is, it, it can be a very manipulative tactic where you're just like, "Oh, well, you know." I did help you do this or like I did pay for this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that I've definitely been on the, the being guilted side of that. Yeah. And it sucks. Um, but yeah, so, uh, the next day Anna came by Neff's desk, uh, and, uh, okay, wait, hold on. Sorry. Okay. I missed a paragraph. Here we go. Not long after Neff's manager called and asked her to address a delicate issue. It seemed Eleven Howard, the fancy hotel that, uh, Anna had been staying at, didn't have a credit card on file for her. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Uh, because the hotel had been so new when she arrived and because she was staying for such an unusually long time, it had agreed to accept a wire transfer, but a month and a half later, no transfer had arrived. And now Delvey owed the hotel some $30,000, including charges from Le Cuckoo, the restaurant that she'd been billing to her room. (laughs) So she's been doing all, she's been living in this hotel for like a month. With without paying for anything, is, they just let her. That is like, insane. Yo, that's, that's again like like, like that's, that's that's she's she's hot Randy Quaid because like yeah. Randy Quaid, yeah like did that and like and it just goes to show Randy Quaid's not a megastar and like the fact they're like dude that that's a fucking Dennis Quaid's brother man let him slide he's good for it like he's good for it he's Dennis Quaid's brother yeah, like, yeah he's not gonna flee yeah. to Canada and never come back <laughs> like he did exactly that like, exactly so uh, Neff had to tell Anna about this. Uh, So, like, the next day, Neff told Anna, uh, Anna nodded, Uh, there was was a wire transfer on the way, she said, it should arrive soon, 
Uh, and then a few hours later, Anna came by Neff's desk again with a mischievous smile on her face and told Neff to expect a package. When it arrived, Neff opened it to find a case of 1975 Dom Perignon with Anna's instructions to distribute it among the staff. <sighs> Yo, so like that, that only works so much you know what I'm saying like like it, it's like yeah. yeah like like i i uh i not above showing up late to work and stopping and get like donuts and you know coffee and shit just sure, like, hey yeah. forget about my mistake but yeah that 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 dixie cup full of fucking dom p is not gonna <laughs> offset the 30 g's yeah and like that's basically what the management said so like Anytime a guest wants to give something like that to the staff, it has to be approved by the management. And management was like, how would we look approving this if she hasn't paid us? So they, they went after her even harder. They were like, "We, if you don't pay us, we're going to lock you out of your room. Yeah. Um, but then, just in the nick of time, they got the wire transfer. Citibank sent 11 Howard a wire transfer on behalf of Miss Anna Delvey for $30,000. Uh, so she she was saved by the skin of her teeth. So and so and so who who uh, at Citibank is that, is that unknown at this point, or is it, was that one of her was that will, one of her connections for um, the 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 fucking uh, the 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 jerk off art gallery thing? <laughs> it is unknown at this point, but all will be revealed. Okay, okay, so, okay. All right, let's make sure I didn't miss a detail. Uh, nope, no, no, no. Uh, so after this. Anna tells Neff she's going to Omaha to meet with Warren Buffett. <laughs> uh, hey, look, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. I gotta go meet with Warren uh, Buffett. You might know. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she's go- she goes. She's going to meet with Warren Buffett. She's one of her bankers had gotten her on the list of uh, Berkshire Hathaway's annual investment conference, so she's going as a guest. Um, yeah, she she's has like, no yeah, business sorry. being there. It's like you owe people hundreds of thousands. Oh, I guess fuck they do it's too. Insane. So never mind. Maybe she fits in great. It's insane. Um, Meanwhile, like there's still a problem. Like they, Eleven Howard, they still don't have a credit card for her. The um, money transfer only covered like the past stuff. It didn't have any more money. Um, So she leaves for Omaha, and they lock her out of the room. They put her stuff in storage while she's in Omaha. Neff texts her and tells her what's going on. Um, When she gets back to New York, she's uh, she's furious. She. This is her threat to them, which is very funny to me. She said she was going to purchase web domains and all of the managers of the hotel's names, uh, which is apparently a trick she learned from Martin Shkreli. Uh, so she was going to just like make like... Okay, I'm going to make you know, TomSmith.com and it's going to be yeah. nothing but goatsy photos. Do you want that? Exactly. <laughs> that was her plan. So she's like so mad uh, and she's moving out and she's like furious, but first, she has a vacation booked to go to Morocco. Yeah, she, she is really fucking pushing yeah, it. She goes to Morocco. <laughs> she reserves a $7,000 a night uh, hotel with a private butler. Uh, she's bringing the trainer. Um, <laughs> that guy. Hats off to him. Yeah, she's bringing the trainer. She's bringing um, her friend who works at Vanity Fair. She's bringing a videographer who she is hoping to, quote, make a behind-the-scenes documentary about the process of creating her arts foundation with. Which, which so, is, was done remotely from Morocco. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because if you want to start an art gallery in New York, what you do is you go to Morocco and you log in remotely and you do it from there. Yeah, and then you film you sitting by the pool in Morocco 
making your arts foundation everyone's like wow how inspiring yeah. like what did you think was gonna happen oh man it's like um, I, I i really have a love-hate relationship with this girl because I, I i love when people scam the rich uh, but i hate her <laughs> like i don't know what yeah, it's just so flagrant yeah it's so flagrant um well she calls so, our girl neff like what 230 bucks come on fuck out of here yeah you do that to neff do that to neff don't do that yeah. to neff um, but yeah, so she goes to she goes to Morocco. They go to Morocco. Uh, lo and behold, about a week into their trip, uh, the so okay, so they go to Morocco. The trainer comes with them, but then the trainer gets sick and goes home. So uh, the trainer apparently ended up dodging a bullet because a week after she got home, the trainer got a call from Anna, uh, who was alone at the Four Seasons in Casablanca and hysterical. <laughs> there was. <laughs> surprise surprise a problem with her bank her credit cards weren't going through and the hotel was threatening to call the police yeah <laughs> oh man dude like like, yeah. Yeah, like when you're like uh, stranded with no money in Casablanca like isn't there, isn't there a movie made about that or something that's just that's yeah. insane man it's it's insane so um she like the the trainer tries to like put it on her credit card like they're trying to do all this stuff thank god like the only reason that anna delvey didn't go to jail in morocco is because the credit card reader at the hotel wasn't working that is the only reason she did not go to jail in morocco oh shit they so, so she did have the she did have the funds i i'm not they're not sure why her credit card got declined yeah. but it but it like it probably got declined for real but then their just, credit yeah, card just, yeah 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 she lucked out thing. with that yeah like man which like Oh, I have a hundred percent been in that situation before yeah. with like a declined credit card, and you're just like, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh no, the machine doesn't work, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I live another day. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like a fucking mess. Uh, Anna promises the hotel in Casablanca, like she'll she'll pay them back. Uh, it's like. A, a nightmare like yeah. it's it's all you guys can uh, come to my arts gallery mess. whenever you want and you can you can have <laughs> one item from the curated shop <laughs> so i this is a really good detail too so i guess her card legitimately wasn't working because she uh couldn't get a, a buy a ticket back to new york uh <laughs> So she had to get the trainer to do it. And she has the gall to ask the trainer to get her a first class ticket. And she does. <laughs> right? Shut up, woman. <laughs> no, don't don't do first class. No, come on, no. <laughs> yeah. Unbel- unbelievable yeah. this woman. Unbelievable. So she gets back to New York. She uh she pulls up to Eleven Howard to get her stuff out of storage in a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like it's like the, the family member you lend money and they just never had the, like the money. Like I I lent a good friend of mine a thousand dollars one time and I've gotten one hundred dollars of it back. And uh, yeah. I when I when I the first time I saw him after that where he was already a little behind schedule paying me back, uh, he showed me a pamphlet that him and his wife paid five hundred to reserve an appointment to make a custom Lexus van. And he does oh not have it like God. that then. Doesn't have it like that now. Just didn't have it like that. <laughs> and I was just looking at him. Of course like, yeah, not. I, he borrowed a thousand dollars. Yeah, I looked at him and I said, "Doug O'Hanlon of Coppers Cove, Texas, are you fucking with me? Because I want his name out there in these streets." Like, <laughs> Don't trust this yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's like what she's doing. Uh, so, um, 
things are starting to catch up with her. Uh, the designer she hired to do her branding work for uh, her arts club has not been paid. Um, that that person is owed like 17,000 uh, pounds. This is good. Anna promised uh, the funds would arrive by wire almost a year before and they had yet to, yet to materialize. <laughs> you know, uh, red tape, a lot of paperwork, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they leave the office by five and if they leave by five on a Friday, I can't get until Monday. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to take about yeah, a year. Uh, and so no payment has come and now emails to Anna's financial advisor, the aforementioned Peter Haneke at AOL.com. Those emails are now bouncing back. Uh, <laughs> Anna's response was that Peter had passed away last month. <laughs> and you, you sit here and you besmirch poor Peter's name, you know? Like, right. How dare you? Make it out, make it out to my you? other financial advisor. His name is Mailer Damon. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please take it up with yeah, him. Yeah, he yeah. oversees all of my accounts. Uh, so Anna has now been kicked out of Eleven Howard and uh, has moved downtown to the equally chic Beekman Hotel. Oh, she's slumming uh, a little. No, <laughs> little. Uh, so she's but she's uh, at the Beekman, and twenty days into her stay at the Beekman, uh, the Beekman has also realized it does not have a working credit card on file, and having not received the promised wire transfer for her balance of eleven thousand uh, dollars. $11,518.59. The Beekman locks Anna out of her room and confiscates her belongings. And you know what? Good, the, 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 Eleven Howard put it in a um, uh, put it in a storage facility. I, I'm just going to take a wild guess. Try stiffing Howard Johnson on your fucking, on your hotel bill and yeah, exactly. see if your stuff gets put in a storage facility. Like it's, yeah, it's called the right. dumpster. It's out back. Like, see if you can pull up in a Tesla to come yeah. get your stuff. Like that's not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull uh, the shit in a Motel 6, girl. See what happens. Yeah. So like she keeps trying it, but it, it seems like people are catching on faster and faster. So the Beekman caught on after 20 days. Then she moves to the downtown W Hotel. Uh, and that only lasts two days. And then they- <laughs> yeah, the W, man. They, they were good. Dude, yeah, I, I love how it, it's, it's uh, I, I hate to keep making the, the Randy Quaid comparisons, but it's like that's how with the, with the news story, like he was coasting at these places. Then the news story started breaking and like the, the turnaround was real quick. It was just like, yo, he was he was ejected from the parking lot at the next place he tried like <laughs> jesus christ uh yeah so it's like it's things are things are getting dire for for her she's she's uh basically she's homeless never gonna get that art gallery off the ground you know? <laughs> look you know never say never i have a couple paragraphs left for okay, you okay, who knows okay. Maybe she'll turn it around. Uh, no, she's fucked. Yeah. She's fucked. <laughs> um, she turns up at the that personal trainer's apartment because she has nowhere else to go. At this <laughs> I've got point. nowhere else to go. <laughs> yeah, this is her. This is her quote. Uh, I'm trying to do this thing. Anna sobbed, and it's so hard. <laughs> 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 Man, yeah, like, like it's just like no business acumen whatsoever. It's like if you, you're trying to get like your business off the ground, don't drop eleven. Don't get the eleven thousand dollar hotel room. <laughs> like it's yeah, but yeah, but I guess she just felt like she needed all this stuff to look the part yeah. and to like have this power. I mean, obviously she has a taste for for luxury, but um, I, I, I like this exchange is painted very vividly. Uh, uh, maybe she should call her family, the trainer suggested. She would, Anna replied, but her parents were in Africa. <laughs> Do you mind if I cry? It gets better. They're building schools and I just can't get a hold of them right now. <laughs> Do you mind if I crash at your place tonight? No, the trainer said. She had a date. 
I really just don't want to be alone, Anna sniffled. I might do something. Oh, God. She's just every trick in the book. You know, the wire transfer doesn't go through. Check that off. Uh, fake suicide. Is she going to be uh, fake pregnant at some point? Like, like it's, just, it's all coming in like clockwork. It... it it, it keeps going. Yeah. So the poor date is is hiding in the bedroom while the trainer makes up uh, a bed for Anna. Uh, she offers Anna a glass of water, and Anna says, "Do you have any Pellegrino?" Ah, I'm then, so mad. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. Also, it gets Pellegrino worse. trash water. <laughs> like that's Tra- not even. Yeah, good. not even. It's barely even carbonated. Good. Fuck. Nah, come on. So Anna asks for Pellegrino. There's one bottle left. <laughs> Anna ignores the two glasses placed on the counter and just starts drinking out of the Pellegrino. Like, maybe this is embellished, but it's so yeah, good. You, it's you, so good. Man, you know what, though? Uh, that trainer had every opportunity to train her to be different. Right? So, she was a life coach, and yeah, she clearly yeah. did a bad job. Yeah. That's how you tell a bad life coach if you're, like, you're talking to your life coach, like, yeah, I got this client standing with me, an old client of mine. They're, they're broke, and they're at my place. It's just like, oh, okay. So... So now we finally, uh, Anna reveals what happened in Morocco to the trainer. So what happened was uh, the credit card that Anna used to book the hotel wasn't working. And when Anna was unable to produce a new form of payment, a pair of threatening goons appeared in the doorway. uh, Little little Shriner hats on. (laughs) Yeah, threatening goons. So she was she was in Morocco um, with this photo editor from Vanity Fair who she was friends with. And um, the photo editor had to put the balance of the stay, which was sixty two thousand dollars more more than this person made in a yeah, year. I, yeah, I was like, photo editors. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm sure they're not cranking that out that money out like that. Yeah, they're not rolling yeah. in it like. This is a significant sum. What the? Fuck? She had to put put that money on a credit card she used for work expenses. Uh, Anna had promised. Uh, it's a phone the, call from Vanity Fair. Like, hey, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Um, so Anna had promised her a wire transfer of the money. Obviously, like yeah, she does. I, I, lo- I love um, how she just she, she spends money in the eighteen sixties and shit. She's just like. Right. <laughs> Cash and wire transfers, like, there's some shit going yeah. on. Like, don't trust people. Yeah. But Rachel, the, the photo editor, she'd only gotten $5,000. The excuses are wearing thin. So, you know, again, shit is just sort of increasingly hitting a fan. Yeah. Um, the next morning, the trainer is, like, drawing a line. She she lends Anna a clean dress, uh, and she basically kicks her out. Yeah. She sent her on away with a, with a motivational speech. Uh, but that was it. <laughs> the um, speech was like, quit being such a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, Anna, wa- Anna walked out the door, but left her laptop behind. Classic, the trainer good, was having, good move. No- yeah, just like classic shady yeah. shit. The trainer was like, fuck no. Uh, she put the computer, she gave the computer to the front desk person at her apartment and was like, she can pick it up yeah. there. Fuck it. Um, that evening, the trainer got a call from her doorman. Anna was in the lobby. He told her that the trainer was out, at which point she'd asked for access to her suite. When she refused, Anna had resolved to wait for the trainer to return home. So she's just like, won't leave this woman alone. Uh, and like, yeah. <laughs> no, man. You know, that, 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 uh, yeah, okay. It's gone from a love-hate relationship, straight hate. I don't like it. Because now, yeah. at first, her victims were the the rich people, but now it's like when they lost their patience with her, now she's, she's you know, fucking with the working class people that were like nice enough to just, you know, be cool with her. 
right and to try to like help yeah, her yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah so at this point like um the hotels start talking to each other like they figure it out and there start being um articles written about her in like the new york post and stuff so there's like wannabe socialite busted for skipping out on pricey hotel bills in the post mm. um you can't come back from bad which, coverage like that in the post man <laughs> <laughs> so like it's it's uh very very shady um eventually they do apprehend her like she she gets arrested um they arrest her outside a fancy restaurant was, was her reaction because um, I, I i was it like that like oh no there's been some mistake my wrists never go in handcuffs like that, 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 that like <laughs> you, you're 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 putting the wrong wrist in the wrong handcuffs because that doesn't happen to me like I, I, was that her reaction something similar to that so what happened was um, she initially was arrested because she tried to leave a restaurant without paying. She tried to dine and dash and uh, they got her and then they found out who she was. And she said about the restaurant, uh, why are you making a big deal about this? Give me five minutes and I can get a friend to pay. So, <laughs> uh. Eventually, sadly, no friends arrived. Uh, she she goes to jail. Um, she's the girl. She's the girl who cried hotel bill. <laughs> Just you know, like, yeah. Eventually, they stopped coming. Uh, so yeah, she has mis- she has misdemeanor charges at this point. So they haven't charged her with like everything, but but she has for skipping out of the hotel bills and stuff. She has mis- misdemeanor charges. Um, she she gets a, a criminal lawyer. Um, they're like she's fighting the charges, uh, but like they start to figure out that there is more going on than just a couple yeah, hotel bills. Yeah, pull that bills. thread. Let's unravel this shit. Yeah, because, like, at this point, she's still delusional. Like, she's still... She thinks, like, oh, it's just a misunderstanding. Like, I'm going to get out and and I'm going to, you know, get back on my arts club thing. Like, whatever's happening. Like, she's totally delusional. doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Um, And so she finds out that uh, that space that she had secured the lease for, um, that Park Avenue South, uh, 45,000 square foot... uh, a part a building had been leased and uh when she found out she said that's fake news (laughs) (laughs) she was like yeah she was just like no 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 like this is my building (laughs) so Um, if you could just take down all the pictures of your family and get the fuck out of here because this is mine yeah so um they they tell her that while she's at rikers island and she's just like oh no that's easily the worst news to ever be delivered into rikers (laughs) (laughs) So here's sort of the the uh, the details on like what actually yeah. happened. So as it turned out, Anna's hotel bills were merely the first loose threads in a web of fraudulent activity. One that began to unravel in November 2016 after she submitted documents claiming a net worth of 60 million euro in Swiss accounts to City National Bank in pursuit of a 22 million dollar loan. The following month, she submitted the same documents to Fortress in an attempt to secure a $35 million loan. After that bank asked her for $100,000 to perform due diligence, she convinced a representative at City National to extend her $100,000 line of credit, which she then wired to Fortress. <sighs> then, apparently spooked by Fortress's decision to send representatives to Switzerland to personally check her assets, she withdrew herself from the process halfway through. So she still had $55,000 left. Um, of that hundred thousand dollars that she was extended yeah. from the bank, so an, um, any sane person could have lived for two years off that. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, 
she would have been fine. So she had $55,000. Um, she put it in a Citibank account and that's how she funded all the cash stuff, all the, all the shopping. Um, and you know, all that stuff. That was like her, her first, and Trump even then, if it's in a, an account, she could have just had a debit card, because like, as, as like I, I like you know, when you have a bunch of cash on you at all times, it's like you, you're in your head, you're like, oh well, I'll probably spend less because I can see what I'm spending. Like, no, you're, you're making change. Right. Yeah, man, you're throwing twenties at drunk people well, on Sixth Street to, to, to get them in a cab. You know, it's just it's, it's insane. This is this is the reason she ended up going with cash because the thing she did after she got that fifty thousand dollar line of credit was deposit one hundred and sixty thousand dollars worth of bad checks into the same account. Ah, uh-huh, yes, yes, yes. And then she withdrew seventy thousand dollars before the checks were returned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, classic. Check yeah, yeah, that's just, that's just done on a small scale. You know, to, to to rip off family dollars all over the nation all the time. Like <laughs> exactly, exactly. She just did it on a grander scale, and that's so that's where the thirty thousand dollars came from to pay off 11 Howard um that that uh chunk yeah, of, yeah, of yeah, money yeah. From that so she got all the money out and then she wired some of it um so to go to Omaha this is to meet with Warren Buffett uh she convinced the company Blade to charter a $35,000 jet, jet to Omaha by sending them a forged confirmation for a wire transfer from Deutsche Bank oh, so she man. just what, like totally forged. just fly coach or move to Omaha right. move to Omaha you know like, how less expensive move Omaha is than New York <laughs> move to Omaha with your $70,000 yeah. and just like start yeah. a new life you'll be Black fine out. live like a king like you know, like yeah. see how cheap steaks are in Omaha like it's, it's, yeah. God. <laughs> that's where all the steaks are from. Yeah, that's, yeah that's where they grow steak <laughs> Jesus man like I like I it, it was like I, one part of that makes me mad is that like obviously she's a shitty person but like the fact is that she's getting all these literally life changing amounts of money just just one after yeah. the other and blowing them on the dumbest shit and it, like the oh god it makes me so mad <laughs> so after after this like everything just kind of kind of falls yeah. apart so um, yeah obviously like Peter Haneke the guy with the AOL address that's a fake guy yeah. like that's not a real yeah. guy um, his cell phone number belonged to a burner phone yeah. from a supermarket just not she real peter haneke she saw like like a like uh like a handkerchief <laughs> she saw like yeah. some peat moss on a fucking train she's like P- peter peter hanky peter haneke heineke that's who yeah. he is pat heineke uh, yeah <laughs> so she, but she's she can't stop so she gets out uh she she gets out of jail like she posts bail for her misdemeanor charges and then she does the bad check scheme again while she's waiting for her misdemeanor charges to uh to go to yeah. trial so like she does it again yeah, she, um, she should actually she should move to clean she should move to my hometown like she like that's yeah, <laughs> right yeah, yeah she man she could dupe some stupid gi she could drive his charger come on <laughs> it'd be fun so she uses that money to try to flee to California, um, where she's arrested outside of a fancy club in Malibu. I'm going to flee to the so. second most expensive place in America. <laughs> right. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she's in Rikers. Um, she's apparently making friends in Rikers. So <laughs> she's that's walking cool. and throwing in, like, soup, cup of soups and shit. Like, hey, here you go. Like, 
Yeah, she says, uh, this place is not all bad. People seem to think it's horrible, but I see it as like a sociological experiment. Oh, Which again is like, you don't think you belong there because you're delusional yeah, and yeah, you don't yeah. understand what you did. Yeah, that's like, that's also like an insulation that like, that the, the wealthy and the privileged, and, and well, in this case, the delusional, have from reality. It's just like, like this is insulation of like, oh no, I actually think it's really cool here. And it's like, yeah, well, because you're yeah. like worried how your family's going to eat while you're there, you know? Like, it's... Right. Yeah, it's just you. I mean, so do we? It's we find, family. Do we, we find, do we find out, out about her, her her family? Are they back from Africa or like how's that going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the last thing I want to sort of reveal. Yeah, to yeah, everybody yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, well, yeah, yeah. Great, great pacing. Real, Kath, great pacing. Thank, thank you. Uh, great pacing by these articles. <laughs> I'm totally ripping. Oh, <laughs> so uh, she she is in fact Russian. Um, her real name is Anna Sorokin, and uh, she was born in Russia in 1991 uh, and moved to Germany in 2007. So she she told people she was from Germany. Um, not totally untrue, but she never really learned to speak German super well. Um, I noticed she was always rushing around, and that's just kind of put two and two together. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, her she her father worked as a truck driver. Um, uh, I, and I, I, I almost said that poor guy, not even knowing who he is. I'm just like, oh, that poor guy that he that, that truck yeah. driver has to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, like the it just normal yeah. people. They talked to her family. He was like, she doesn't have a trust fund. She's just uh, she she did intern at Purple. Like that really yeah. did happen, and um, that was when she was in Paris. And her parents did help her with that. Um, they said we always paid for her accommodations her rent and other matters she assured us these costs were the best investment if she ever needed something more at one point or another it didn't matter the future was always bright so yeah they just were like oh you're interning in a fashion magazine and we'll help you out because you're like just out of college and then you'll go off and do you know be an adult yeah. and then she just went off and, and scammed people yeah. so <laughs> she's like hey I, just, I need a few uh, bucks I need about, mm, about $230,000 to make everything right again it's so weird because like she also has this like quasi nitpicky uh, issue with the way she's being characterized, which again I think speaks to her sort of level of delusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's really frustrated that the New York Post keeps calling her a socialite. She was like, I was never trying to be a socialite. I had dinners, but they were work dinners. I wanted to be taken seriously. If I really wanted the money, I would have had better and faster ways to get some. Resilience is hard to come by, but not capital. Which is like that's some, sh- Such that's some a shit that broke thrilling. people say. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even... it's, a, it's a thing that's Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's yeah. The, she's, she's saying, like, I earned this money by tricking yeah. people. Like, she, she, and she's saying, like, I didn't, I didn't get this money to go shopping. Like, I really wanted to, uh, to yeah. open this arts club like I wanted to be in this world because it was a world that I knew I th- and that I wanted to be in yeah. that's why I worked at purple that's why I did all this stuff the only thing keeping me like again putting words in her mouth but it's like the only thing that separates me from being from being one of these people was my background yeah. and was the fact that I didn't come from money yeah. like that's oh, it so she's doing that, 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 that convenient class warfare shit where it's like now she's like look I'm, I'm the underdog in the situation okay you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on like, the come up, I mean, as one might say. I, 
I guess like, and maybe I'm projecting like, obviously money is a huge thing that like, yeah, the difference between Anna Delvey and people who do this for real is that they do have the capital backing to do it. But at the same time, it's like, it's almost like the Theranos thing where it's like, other people have bullshitted their way into success. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, you, you like, you're you don't you don't have that final skill or that final thing that that actually makes you know you 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 gather all this goodwill and like um you know uh, capital from people and stuff. They give you these things and then and then it's on you to pull it off. You know, <laughs> like and and it feels like that, that that they were just lacking in that in that that execution. Yeah, like it, and it's she got like kind of close and i think again it's part of it i think speaks to the um like with theranos it speaks to the flawed nature of like the silicon valley economy that people can bullshit their way into it and here i think it like it proves that like this whole like uber rich art social club type shit is is a fucking house of cards like it's just it's people like you said it's a circle jerk it's just people like smelling their own farts yeah, all day. Yeah, like yeah. that's what it is shout out to the but south like, park when they go to san francisco and everyone's just farting in the glass yeah. and smelling it yeah that's what it is but like the only thing that separates her in jail from like the people at purple is is that she didn't pull it yeah. off like that's kind of it so uh, the last thing in the article that i think is like such an interesting thing to end on is she says to the interviewer in a in an interview from prison there's an unlimited amount of capital in the world you know but there's limited amounts of people who are talented which is like (laughs) amazing (laughs) just the best (laughs) self-owned like so that was like what I originally wrote a few months ago, but I also wanted to point out that like, she apparently still seems as delusional as she was then because she has hired a stylist for court who is putting together her (laughs) court. court. (laughs) So she's wearing like designer clothes to court, which is, who is the stylist? I mean, I I guess I like the, the, the stylist I hope was like, okay, I'm not doing this shit for free up front. You better pay me the money. And why would she think that, that that dollar that's the best way to spend your legal defense dollar is on the stylist for court like i'm wondering if the stylist is doing it for exposure maybe yeah. but like it's so strange she comes to court in like a low-cut dress and a choker like <laughs> she's insane it's oh she she is a very interesting person uh yeah she she's a piece yeah. of work i i'm excited to see where this trial goes yeah. but yeah she's currently um currently facing facing uh the courts for for all of these shenanigans and she's looking fabulous yeah yeah, yeah well you know they, they can't keep her down uh would yeah. you know what do you know what she's like possibly facing charge like or like sentence wise i guess that wouldn't be out yet uh let me see if i can find out sorry don't apologize to uh, me. Beth. Apologize to all the people at home. No, I'm fucking no. It's a, uh, like I, I would imagine that may not be out. Like what she's possibly facing, or well, I guess they they, they know like the the maximums on it. But see, it's crazy. Sometimes things will happen that are huge dollar amounts or like huge property loss things, and then like like you know I, I've known a couple people who have crashed their cars into buildings because that's the social circles I stay in, and uh, <laughs> and both times it was just they got reckless driving. That was it. Yeah. You know, like, like, like they, they were insured. The building was insured. And like, you know, that's all that matters. Right. 
Sometimes you get sometimes you get lucky yeah. when you crash your car into a yeah, building. My friend, uh, my friend Mike Harrison crashed his car into a building when we were still in high school, and it was on the front page of the Coppers Cove Daily Herald. And um, the next day, he was in school after being spending the night in jail, and uh, he looked at his police report. And after taking these pills for two years, that was when he found out how Xanax was spelled. <laughs> oh, he was wow. like, oh, I looked at wow. it. And I was like, what the fuck is X and X? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you've known multiple people who've crashed their cars in the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a few. Not a few. By the way, she's, uh, it's up to three years, up to, which is like not that not much. Not that much at all. I mean, in Rikers Island, we had that poor kid fucking pass away in there on a case of mistaken right. identity. And again, it's so much better for you to try to grift millions of dollars than it is to like fucking shop. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo. I, I always and this is somewhat not thing, but I, I want to say this as many people that think I put on about the shoplifter at Arlen's. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's for the people who aren't personal friends with me, I walked into Arlen's and saw the the, the security guard had handcuffed a woman to a chair and she was screaming for help. And she yeah. had, she and this is a security a guard. Security at guard. Like, so yeah, I was moving and I I, I, I had a bunch of change because like I'm a I'm a pinata and like and, she, like, <laughs> and uh, so when I when I, I, I vacate a place there's tons of change and so I was it's on the way to my new place I stopped by to dump my pickle jar in there and get you know get a few extra bucks to grab some like house stuff yeah and I. And look at the receipt and I walk away and I accidentally walk into this area that's not like um, flowing into the store and I, and I, I kind of like look to get my wits about me and I look in front of me and I see the security guard and this lady handcuffed to a chair and I go oh shit my bad and then I go yo is she handcuffed and the guy was like and the guy was like yeah <laughs> and I was like I'm sorry you're allowed to do that he goes yeah she shoplifted and she this lady was like help you know just like yeah like yeah, no that's not you can't and so I, I like I lost my temper I was like no man that's, that's, that's he's fucking weird buddy I asked I was like, yeah, what three hour course did you graduate from that lets you do this and he was like I'm yeah. an officer of the law I was like no you're not and I was like because you just told you you're an officer of yeah, Arlen yeah, yeah. oh which by the way they haven't changed the sign yet it's actually called Poco Loco now so for whatever that's worth because <laughs> I did call their corporate office just I, I, th- I felt oh, yeah. more people needed to know about that than the three employees on duty and so uh i, yeah. I called the corporate office and they defended the guy no oh, thank you yeah you all, yeah they defended, they defended him. him yeah the, the guy was like the, the, the guy was like i'm losing 30 to he was an indian gentleman not doing the voice because it's 2019 but he said i'm losing 30,000 <laughs> to forty thousand dollars a week for uh from stores due to shoplifting and I was like dude I don't give a shit you can't like I've worked I worked at the Walgreens next door to that place and I worked at the pawn shop next door to the Walgreens for like a total of five fucking five years and we've caught tons of people shoplifting we took the item back and told them to leave like it's yeah you oh, like if you really want to be a narc you take the item back and you like you call the cops yeah. or you take their information or yeah. whatever but like no, you don't handcuff them to a chair yeah, for. An yeah, she said she game. was there for two hours, and he didn't say anything to, to refute her. And so, um, yeah. I waited around, and I, I didn't have the phone out because I didn't want to be like that guy who's just like, "Do you guys believe this?" I, I was just like, "You know what? I, I just think this yeah. is wrong. I'm not trying to get like likes and shit." So I went and asked the cashier for the co- the, the corporate number. She said I'd have to come back in the morning. I was like, "Why?" She's like, oh, I, "I just have to come back in the morning." I was like, "So if I broke my leg right now, you tell me to come back in the morning to get the number?" And she was like, "Well, you didn't break your leg." I was like, "Okay, yeah, okay." So I was like, "All right, whatever. I'll come back in the morning." And I turned around and she goes, "Yeah, come back with all your buddies." Which I don't even know what that means. And she thought you were gonna fight I, I guess. people in the and so like, like I normally have like I, I I normally I say crispy and milk generally. I normally have some, like some sharp shit to say, and then she just said, "Don't come back." She said, come back with your buddies and I just turned around and this, this over the hill woman I said I don't have any fucking buddies <laughs> which I don't even know what that meant I just said it it sounded good 
I'm a lone yeah. wolf lady. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Well, yeah. In short, it, like you are treated yeah. better if you steal yeah. millions of dollars than uh, if you yeah, steal. She from stole Arlen. two containers of spices and she bought some other items. And, uh, and then, then the police came and they let her go. So she, this guy just handcuffed it because I, I stuck around till the till it was over, you know. Like, and she left, and so the security guard just handcuffed her to a chair for two hours. You know, just, just got his rocks off. I'd imagine. I don't know. It was, it was yeah. It was yeah. It was really 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 power fantasy. Yeah, it was really like it, it angered me. I started yelling. I, I like you know I'm usually pretty re- like not reserved, but I'm usually pretty chill. Like, and uh, yeah, you 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 mind? Yeah, exactly. And I, like, I st- you're not a make a scene. Yeah, I started raising my raising yeah, my voice no, in the story. You, yeah, I was just like, come sucks. on, man. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that, it's just it's crazy. It's like then you see like somebody like this who just you know just stole millions of dollars and yeah, three years in prison. It's like. Like, like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's insane. It's insane. Uh, fuck her. Yeah. Um, she looks great though. Love, love her court outfit. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm um, definitely going to Google it when my, uh, great, great stylist. Uh, but, uh, what's up, yeah. what's up with our girl Neff? Is there like a, uh, uh, like, um, a, oh. like an end of the movie Porky's on Neff where it's just like, she went on to become so, the president. Or- <laughs> so, uh, Shonda Rhimes is making a Netflix series about this whole okay. thing. And uh, Neff is going to be a prominent character, and I don't know for sure, but I'm hoping she is some kind of consultant. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. She was get, like, like, don't just don't just compensate her for the lightness rights and shit. Like, get her in there on the production and get her a recurring paycheck. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But she's definitely like she. she I feel like she will be like the main character of the show because it's kind of like through her eyes. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Well, she's the 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 every man uh, or every person uh, entry viewpoint. Um, it is kind of crazy with these these documentaries going back and and um, you know shedding light on these things. Uh, like you see that 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 lady in um, on the Firefest who the, the the local cook who just got screwed. Yeah, and they had that that GoFundMe and she got all that money. Uh, let's say assumingly, hopefully something happens with Neff. It's just it's so weird that like that's the only recourse we have for people who are just walked on by rich people is right. all of our generosity. Like it's you know like like it's the same thing with like covering your medical bills on GoFundMe and shit. It's like that's right. not like it's it's good when it happens in the sense that the bill's getting covered, but it's not good that it has to happen. And right, that you have to like you have to like be ha- attain some level of like notoriety yeah. for people to help yeah, and you, you know, it, or for like justice to be yeah. served. In and if you way. don't, if you unfortunately don't have the right optics, you know, like like you know, like, like yeah. that, the lady in, in Barbados was like you know a nice grandmotherly looking woman, like you, right, you know, like right. like it, it helped. But like if you don't have the right optics and you don't stir the public's heartstrings, I mean, hell, I've seen like we talked about out here before. I have seen a human person's uh, cancer GoFundMe raise less money than a a popular dog in the comedy scene. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, no, it's it's. I, I read a really good article um, by uh, Gia Tolentino, who's a wonderful writer for The New Yorker, about sort of like she writes a lot of good stuff about sort of like being a millennial and, and the Internet and things like that. And she pointed out that it's like it's almost in a, a form of insurance to have um, like a some notoriety on the Internet yeah. because it's like Damn. if you don't have money like you can and you have a health problem or something and you need to crowdfund like those people become your savings account yeah. they become your your lifeline which is like so yeah, fucked it, up I, like i remember like my, <laughs> like my girlfriend was in a, a contest at her work and they, she was at this restaurant they just changed management and so they wanted to like 
come out swinging on the Yelp reviews, and they're like, whoever gets, or the Google Eat reviews, some shit like that. They were like, whoever gets the most Google Eat, whoever gets the most uh, positive reviews, you know, wins. And I was like, I yeah. got this baby. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, people yeah. online kind of know about me. And I, and I shared a thing, and she actually didn't win, but uh, she came in like <laughs> very close second. But it was some chick from another store who had like, an obscene amount of ones. I was thinking it was like a uh, maybe like a self voting scandal or some shit. But anyways, yeah, right. Or or it's just like oh, she works there and she has a YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, or exactly. Something. Yeah, like, it's always it's chill. That's back. like that. You're right. That's, yeah. that's that's it's it's insurance and that's like that's horrifying. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, society, yeah, man. man. Fucked up. We live in out. a society, you know, and like and it's bad. Uh, so worth it. I mean. Yes, I don't. I, I don't. I, I honestly don't know because it feels like she exhausted any kind of, like the only thing she had in life for her were her connections, and she exhausted those. Those don't exist right. anymore. So when she when right. she comes out, that's not there. And that's the thing. Like I think that, um, like, granted, she's not going to get a lot of prison time, probably. But given like her, the position she was in before she started all this scamming, I feel like she could have done better for yeah. herself. You know. She maybe couldn't have started her fucking arts club or whatever, but like she knew all these people. She did intern at Purple. Like her parents were helping her out. Like yeah. you, that's a good logic. Yeah. Oh, man. You don't need to. Our, you don't need to go big or go home yeah. with that. You know, like our, land somewhere in the middle and be yeah, honest. Her, her dad, uh, Stolichnia, whatever the fuck his name is, like he's over there probably working extra shifts. You know, like yeah. uh, man. It, like so, yeah. If you're out there listening and you you find yourself in a, in a new city and you got a little bit of money, um, don't start start something useful or just put it away and go get a job. <laughs> like just don't yeah. don't start a, a, a collective where artists can come to collaborate because those are literally all just buzzwords for this. Just gonna be closed in a year. Like that's <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a yeah. mess. Um, so that yeah. is the story of uh, of Anna Delby. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Kath. That's what's up. Glad we were able to. Uh, uh, put it out for a week and hear about the outfit, you know, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. oh yeah. So definitely not worth it. Great story though. Um, yeah. Uh, did you have, did you have anything you want to throw out there? Um, this will be out like next week probably, uh, right? Yeah. This one's going to be the next one to come out. So, uh, I don't know why I asked cause I can't think of anything yeah. I have. Um, I have two other podcasts, uh, WrestleSplania about pro wrestling and What a Time to Be Alive about uh, weird stuff that happens in the news every week. So check those out. Um, I'm Kath Barbadoro on Twitter. I post show dates. I uh, Oh, I have a tour coming up. I'm doing a tour um, of New England in early hey. May. So if you live in uh, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, uh, keep an eye on my Twitter feed for dates awesome, and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be the, the yeah, this will be out before the 10th. This will be out the 9th. So uh, the 10th, I I will be at the Sinal Rey, the historic Sinal Rey in McAllen, Texas, uh, headlining there. And then I will be at the Laredo Comedy House uh, on May 16th in Laredo, Texas. And then uh, I will be at the Grove in town unnamed, Northwestern Arkansas. It's a comedy club. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a it's a big one. I, I'm going to be opening for John Wessling, and that's going to be all the way in oh. December. But I got the email today. And I'm pretty excited because it's like a good club. So, oh yeah, yep, Sweet. yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's where you can find us, uh, guys. You know, like, welcome aboard everybody who's new. Um, go ahead and follow us, like us. You know, say a few kind words on the uh, on the um, uh, iTunes thing. Uh, I love how all the new compliments were like. I don't even notice the breathing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
but well, Pat has lost a significant amount yeah, of weight, so yeah, I feel yeah. like the breathing is uh, is yeah, less. I'm, doing, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Friday. will be three weeks no cigarettes. So hell yeah, yeah good thank for you, Pat. Very I, we did two Vanilla Presley shows, and like our DJ was like, "Dog, you sound like a totally different person." Like that's awesome. So, yeah. So, yeah well, yeah, we'll end on that uh, wonderfully <laughs> optimistic yep. note. Don't smoke. Give us five stars on iTunes. And lastly and most importantly, don't, don't get, get caught. caught, guys. Take care. Bye. International.